You found us. Welcome to Emergency Protocol, a podcast for people who are stressy and depressy. We are your hosts, Denise and Jackie Freed. That's my mama. And that's my baby. We are sharing our 12 steps reimagined for today's society. And our bumpy, pothole-ridden spiritual paths. And we're bringing you along for the ride. This is us doing the actual work. When the shit hits the fan, you know it's time for... Emergency Emergency Protocol. Okay. Hello. Hello. We had a a restart moment just now because... It was one of those times where the AC turned on, it was blowing right into the mic, and then we are getting texts from yeah, little sister who's boarding a plane to go back to school. Sad. Sad, sad. I already have the post-Livy blues. Me too. Mm. Yeah. It's one thing to compartmentalize uh, your kid being away, and then they come back, and you get used to having them there, and so fun to have them around, and then mm. you got to say goodbye again. It's really hard. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but getting used to it. I'm not used eight, to it. Eight years of this. Yeah, pretty much. It's true. I guess I did that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Letting you go with love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Into the skies. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, we're going to talk episode 10. Yeah. Uh, We had a birthday. You had a birthday and I had a birthday. We have the same birthday. On the same day. Yeah. On the gift that keeps on giving. She's the eternal gift, the flame that won't go out. Yeah. I'm the Olympic torch (laughs) of... Of, of birthdays day. of my birthday, Olympic <laughs> torch of mine and her birthdays. <laughs> yeah, it's also Flag Day. It is also Flag Day. Uh, who knows what that means? But it's Flag Day. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's our yeah. birthday, June fourteenth. June fourteenth, and it was Gemini a big one. Gemini twins. Gemini twins. And it was a big one. Well, it was a big one for, for you. Me. It was a bigger one for me chronologically, but yes. not not in a kind of emotional thing mm-hmm. right yeah so i turned 30 whoop whoop i have a baby who's 30 what the heck i'm no longer a cute 20 year old you are a cute 30 year old trust a me cute 30 year old yes yes okay fine wines did better with age yes She's scrunching up her face and <laughs> pinching her eyebrows together like life yeah, is over old at grape 30. Juice. She nice. is a officially a crone, everyone. Yeah. So welcome to mm-hmm. the Bruja nest yes. of antiquities. We're calling it <laughs> Crone Cast. We're rebranding. We're <laughs> rebranding. Welcome to our Crone Cast. Uh-huh. This is no longer emergency protocol. Uh-huh. We're welcome to the old people edition. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So, like, how did that? I mean, hmm. what you did have some feelings around this birthday leading up yeah. to it and st- obviously they're still percolating in there like what what's going on yeah it's a combination of things part of it is just like post livy blues like i as even when she's here i'm so happy she's here and already sad that she's going to be leaving that's always a thing and 
also, yeah, like, I don't know. It's the end of a decade and potentially like, I think that I'm feeling a lot of grief around things that didn't happen or things that did happen in my twenties. It's just kind of like, yeah, it comes with, with the territory, I suppose. And I am like celebrating it, which is good and a big thing. Like we went to, we did family dinner, which we pretty much always do. Um, and then I'm doing a, a little thing with some friends that, yeah. That will feel like your but birthday. F- yes and no. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But that, and then also I'm doing a like Marie Kondo of my house right now, which is literally like a Marie Kondo of the last 30 years, right? Because when you move back to the city you grew up in, your parents get to then pass off all the stuff that's in their house that's yours (laughs) back to you (laughs) as opposed to you just going and revisiting your stuff in boxes forever. So I'm like literally going through 30 years of stuff. And all of the like weight and emotion that comes with that. And that's feeling, yeah, just like overwhelming. And it's a lot. There's just a lot of logistics too. Like my brain gets very frazzled when there's multiple steps involved. So it's not just like the cleaning out. But then when everything's going back, recognizing that the way it was is not optimal at all. And that there's a better way to do it. But then having to figure out what that better way is, is very challenging. Mm. Or at least it feels very challenging. Yeah, I think, I mean, the the interesting thing about that condo stuff is Mm -hmm. like, is it sparking joy when you get to, when you are looking at your things and asking that question of like, has this thing served its purpose in my life? Mm -hmm. Which is actually really great that we're on step six right now because it's it's all tied together. Like, did this, what, does this object Mm -hmm serve its place in my life. And now I can say thank you right. for that and be on your way, yeah. <laughs> right? May Or go serve somebody else who will mm. love you mm-hmm. like I did. Or maybe it's just run out of its useful life right. here at all, it, uh, in every way. Is there a kind of melancholy feeling to it? Or is there a sense of... Uh, relief of letting it go or is there a sense of like scarcity of letting it go like there's there's so many or it could be like actually a combination of all of those things Mm -hmm. right yeah I mean I'm a stuff person you are right and I I feel like oh see now she's doing the microphone thing all right let me just adjust this (laughs) I feel like I when I was younger, I just kind of like collected things. It was like whatever, like whatever gave me the dopamine hit was good, right? And now I've reached a point where like my house literally can't contain everything that I own. So it's like forcing my hand. And the good news is I'm not a hoarder. Like the good news is, and if you are struggling with hoarding, like, yeah, I could see how it's a very slippery slope and I have so much empathy for you and compassion. Because, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get rid of things that have memories. It's hard to get rid of things that are connected to people that are no longer alive, Mm. right? I'm finding stuff from my grandparents that were either gifts or, you know, just connected to them in some way. 
I even found some old like college textbooks that I was still holding on to. And like one of them, (laughs) the Foucault reader, I did not. Foucault and I are not buddies. Right. That was that was one intellectual that I just could never quite catch a vibe with. And to get rid of that book felt like I was like giving up. It felt like a relief. Like it was immediately like this does not bring me any joy. Right. And also I'm a little bit bitter that it doesn't and that I'm not going to be able to like give it a chance to. Right. Mm. The reality is that like Foucault's work is very out there in the world and very accessible. And Mm -hmm. if I am destined to interact with it again, it'll find me. Right. So, yeah. So it's been like a mixed bag. It's weird. It is weird. But it's a lot. And the reason that I say we tie it to step six is Mm -hmm. how we rewrote the step, the original step in AA is we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. <laughs> I know that's why we had to rewrote it. Cause that's the reaction I got. She's like, that's awful. That's yeah. just like, ugh. So with the premise being that you uncovered things about yourself in step four and in the reading of step five that mm-hmm. you now recognize are are in you and kind of how you are in the world, right? So how we rewrote step six is we trust that we will be guided to recognize thoughts and behaviors that no longer serve us or the greater good. Hmm. And so, I mean, you know, we probably could add thoughts, behaviors, and things, right? (laughs) And people and everything, right? And so... Step six, I, I I don't know how it came to me, but I was in mm. a meeting a couple of months ago and thought they were, it was a, a step study and they were on this step. And I said, step six and seven are like long COVID. Like you just <laughs> never get really get rid of them, mm. right? Uh, not that I've had long COVID, but the, all the friends that I do really struggle with some sort of symptoms that aren't just aren't going away. Mm-hmm. And so for me, step six is really taking taking that inventory, right? And really being mm-hmm. honest with myself and seeing what I do and what I don't do and how I act and how I am with people and mm-hmm. in my life. And then being willing to to be open to seeing when I'm in reaction mode. So part of step six requires us to be present for being in the moment with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And when that, usually I'm triggered by other people, right? So when that somebody else says something or does something that causes my flight or fight Mm -hmm. kind of you know, energy in my body where the heart starts racing, I start getting nervous, I start getting sweaty, you know, like all of the things that happen with that adrenaline that starts pumping. Is my old way, my old way would be either, and still Mm -hmm. part of my way today is to deflect the whole situation Mm -hmm. with humor Mm -hmm. in a kind of critical but you know humorous like i don't know self-deprecating yeah so little... some sort of weird way <laughs> um if it's like a harmless thing mm-hmm. and sometimes it's 
I just back away because I don't want to have confrontation. And mm. instead of confronting the behavior that's I'm bumping up against, mm -hmm. I stay quiet and get mm. resentful, right? And mm. then those resentments build up. And then I have a moment where, you know, the straw it's the hay, and then I lose my shit on somebody that <laughs> for some minor infraction, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. of all the buildup of mm. unspoken. That's just an example of of mm -hmm. my way of of not taking care of myself in the moment. Yeah, and something that I've been working on in therapy, and you know, and I can see now in some ways that I'm doing better at that, mm. and there's some ways where I'm still not great at that, mm. you know, and so. I still hate confrontation. I really do not like it. Yeah. You know, which is funny considering that I spent most of my adult life in a career that requires negotiations. Mm -hmm. But I've always looked at negotiations as we're all looking for the same thing. We all want the same thing, which is somebody wants to buy a house and somebody wants to sell a house. And right. so let's help everybody get, to, you know, in the house and out of the house. Right. right? And so... Yeah, hmm. but that does require some, some times, some uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. But anyway, so tell me when, when we first read step six mm -hmm. and we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. What? <laughs> she just made that face again. Yeah. The ick <laughs> like, face. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't sound at all like nurturing or comforting or even like, yeah, we all have flaws. Like we're we're entirely ready to have, you know, bearded man in the sky. God make us good because we are bad. Right. Remove defects of character. Like the word defect, I think, is intense. Right. Mm -hmm. Defects of character. And while that's true, it's ultimately like how we rewrote it right is we're trying to like serve our highest and best self and the greater good right like right. that's how we that's how we you and me choose to like orient our lives right Correct. so yeah, it just feels too intense. And also it feels very passive. It feels very like spiritual bypassy, like God is removing these defects of character, which I understand is like by saying this, we're not just like saying like, OK, God's going to take this away and I'm just going to like act act out in my life. And all of a sudden I won't do bad shit anymore. I won't yell at people or be petty or whatever. Right. So I recognize that there's it's God acting through us that is removing the defects of character. Mm -hmm. Right. But ours just feels much better. And also, like this following step five, I have not read my inventory yet. Still, I did talk to a new therapist. I did like an inter interview on Friday with somebody who I'm potentially going to start working with. Well, I am going to start working with them and see how it goes. So I haven't read my inventory yet, but having like anticipating reading that inventory. And kind of being able to dialogue about that with somebody who is a neutral third party, who's the escrow of <laughs> that joke was for you, West. <laughs> the escrow of of conflict. And then transitioning into this of like, okay, after having reflected on all of these things that make me not feel good 
about myself? Where is my where is my actual role in that? And what what do I need to do? Right? Like what what is leading to this? Are there patterns? Are there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because we, you know, I think I shared last time I was just coming back from a retreat mm-hmm. and the Saturday morning workshop we do, we were working around step six and Saturday afternoon workshop we were working around step seven, which is like step six, you're in the gunk, step seven, you're in the hope. But part of the thing is, is that, mm-hmm. you know, with the the kind of when you were talking about spiritual bypass, I can't control when the pattern's going to leave me, right? Mm-hmm. I can't control when I'm going to actually stop. Mm-hmm. doing what it is that causes me to do what I do. Sure. Um, but one of these questions, this is this is what we did in step six. And I got these steps, I think, through a woman's way through the steps and mm-hmm. also a year through the steps, which... You can buy the book or you can download the PDF online. Mm -hmm. In step six, we prepare ourselves for change by looking at each pattern or trait and asking ourselves, what prevents me from giving up this pattern? Mm. How am I holding on to it? What do I need to do to release it? What will happen if I let it go? Mm. Uh, (laughs) What? That's, I mean, just thinking about just like the Marie Kondoing. Yeah. Yeah. And how much is tied up. Like all of this is so tied into that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I feel like I'm just getting like I'm a, I'm like caught in this like set of waves and just can't I, I'm not I'm not getting up to the surface fully yet. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm getting little gasps of air, but I'm not getting like a deep lung full because it's just like, fuck, like it's, you know, they just keep coming. And there's just like layers and layers and layers of shit. Right. Yeah. And. Th- that is actually appropriate for where you are because yeah. what happens is when you start doing this stuff, mm-hmm. it does cause a clearing. Yeah. And natural, it naturally happens. But because it's the first time going through, yeah. there's a backup, right? So there's more to wade through yeah. than any other time Oof. you experience this, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, my wading through my stuff is not as heavy now. Mm. I will be, right, when I look at my stuff like this. Yeah. I was actually reading, I listened to a book called The Swedish Art of Death Cleaning, <laughs> which is like <laughs> not the same thing as Marie Kondo, but it is the same thing yeah. as Marie Kondo um, in that, you know, I don't want to leave all my shit for you and live to clean up when I go, right? Like, right. that's not fair. And yeah. why, and and also, what, what am I hanging on to? And why am I still hanging on to some of the stuff, right? Right. So that was a super interesting thing. I wanted mm-hmm. to find another thing. But I, I love that um, you're finding this work, like, both of it is so tied together. Yeah. Uh, that it's incredible to see how... Totally. Yeah. Because it's also looking at it's not just looking at my physical stuff or like the ways in which I am am not being my highest and best self. Right. It's right. also it's like, oh, I own all of these things because I have a pattern of like spending irresponsibly or using shopping as a like band aid. Right? right. Or right. 
I have like some weird like food scarcity things. And that's why my kitchen is so overflowing with food, even though I haven't really been that way for a long time. Right. Like there were some moments in high school where I was like, oh, I literally don't have lunch today. Mm. Right. Which, you know, weren't necessarily your fault or like an oversight, but just like I didn't have a like you you guys packed lunches for me and Livy. And then some days, like, I just didn't have money to buy lunch and there was no packed lunch. So it was mm. like, I'm going to eat string cheese and fucking sweet potato chips for mm. lunch. Right. Which is better than nothing. Right. Right. Because right. that's like, you know, $5 or whatever it was. Right. But like recognizing that and being like, oh, like, OK. Clearly, right. I have stuff to unpack around that, too. Mm-hmm. Right. There's just like so much. And also letting go, yeah, of like my who I thought I was going to be as an intellectual with all of the college stuff. Right. The physical things that I phys- like f- clothes I can't physically fit into anymore, clothes that I spent or like items I spent a lot of money on that I just feel like I'm, you know, throwing away or burning essentially. And so it's requiring me, again, to shift my mindset of if something is meant for me, it will come back into my life somehow. And also these things are going to go on to people. They're going to find the right people. Mm-hmm. Who are going to Who will appreciate them. Right. Yeah. And will actually wear the stuff. And yes. you probably got your dollar's worth out of whatever expensive items you probably bought. Mm. Or they actually never sparked joy in the first right. place, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> Fine. Because I do that. I mean, I, I'm really, you know, at a certain point we were, we would buy stuff on sale, right? It was yeah. like, oh, it's on sale. Look at what a deal it is. And then- yeah. We started asking ourselves, is it going to make me happy? Yeah. And then when we started doing that, we stopped buying so much stuff. Stopped buying a lot. Like a lot. A lot. lot. Yeah. That was the beginning. So here I am like 15 years later. (laughs) And this is all the stuff that did make me happy. It did at the time. Yeah. So I would like to read. I, I, this is also what I pulled from. A Woman's Way Through the Steps. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the book. I could be quoting it wrong because mm-hmm. I do that. But let, anyway. Don't love the gendered aspect of that, yeah. but okay. But this is it, for everybody going through the It is for steps. everybody, but uh, it was just it okay. was a Hazelden book, this, and that's sure. when it was written. It says, as in earlier steps, we don't want to concentrate on defects and flaws so much that we become overly critical of ourselves. But we do want mm-hmm. to be truthful about our mistakes and the hurtful or destructive ways we've behaved. Think of step six this way. What do you want to change about yourself? Your list of patterns might include some that many people share. Excessive guilt, perfectionism, people-pleasing, blaming, self-hatred, passivity, or dishonesty. You may have been emotionally distant or shut down, controlling, judging, or overly responsible. Maybe you want to be more assertive or self-accepting or sexually honest. Or maybe you want to be less dependent on your family or less critical of your kids. All of us want to change patterns that harm other people and cause us pain. But seeing our patterns and doing something about them are two very different things. Mm. Most of us discover that a pattern doesn't change just because we can see it. We must also be willing to surrender to it, to become entirely ready to let it go. When we do, we find a power greater than ourselves helping us. Mm. So... Um, yeah, that's, that was the way we framed it, which I thought was really, um, kind of, you know, nice because we, Mm -hmm. 
the thing with doing when you're looking at the at this step, it can become overly critical, and you could just sit and wallow in the gunk, which is not going to help find the happy, joyous, and free place, right? right. Like, but the thing about recognizing the pattern. So the thing about doing the inventory. So and then you read it to somebody, and that person helps you kind of work through mm. that, right? Like see your part in it. And then once you have a kind of an idea of what your part is in things, then this kind of, you will be guided to recognize what's serving you and not serving you because it's like, okay, this pattern shows up in all of these different places mm -hmm. in my life. And when it shows up for the first couple of times, you're going to not recognize it, but maybe, or maybe you will, or maybe mm. it'll be the first time you recognize it. And then you recognize it again on the fifth time. And it's kind of like one of those things where it just keeps popping up and it's like, oh, there's that thing right there. There it is. Am I going to mm. run? Mm -hmm. Am I going to bury my head in the sand? Am I going to return the call? Am I going to, like, am I going to buy face this head on? Am I going, yeah, am I going to buy the thing? Eat the thing. Eat the thing, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. How am I going to not feel this, mm -hmm. right? Which is usually, for addicts and alcoholics, the solution to any yeah. kind of bad situation is, like, what can I do right now to not feel this way? Mm -hmm. So it's usually... You know, and you can, it doesn't, you don't have to be an addict or alcoholic. You can be like, I'm going down a Netflix thing with a mm -hmm. bag of Cheetos and calling it a day. Right. <laughs> right. right. And, and there's like also some bargaining that comes with that too, right? It's like, you know, there are coping mechanisms aren't necessarily always detrimental. It's just like if you use them excessively. Right. Right. Like if I, one, one Netflix binge night with Cheetos isn't, isn't going to kill me. But no. But doing heroin might kill me, right. right? So again, the Netflix and Cheetos is better than the heroin. And also Netflix and Cheetos is not a all day, every day thing. No. <laughs> so there's some like, okay, like I'm giving myself, you know, the weekend to feel some feelings. And then on Monday, I'm just going to like be very aware of what I, how I feel pulled to distract myself from these feelings, mm -hmm. right? Naming the feelings is a really good thing to do. Right. If you are feeling generally uncomfortable, your body will know it, right? And you'll see it in yourself. Like I'll see it when I'm trying to not process some things. Mm -hmm. Is like, oh yeah, like I am I am going to eat this cupcake. And I just kind of was on autopilot as I went to go get that cupcake and put it on the plate and do the thing. And like I'm not even actually that hungry, but I just like need some sort of like dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, whatever it uh -huh. is to feel better. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm listening to this book and I'm, I know I'm going to butcher her last name, but it's Elise Lunin, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's called, oh God, she quoted somebody in the book. I'm so bad at names. You know, I'm terrible at this, but, uh, <laughs> We'll get there, folks. Please. Yeah. <laughs> On our best behavior, the seven oh, yeah. deadly sins and the price women pay to be mm. good. Mm -hmm. It's been a really fascinating book because she's going through the etymology of the seven deadly sins and, mm. uh, you know, just 
origin stories and way back when and what was written and then yeah. how it changed and who changed it and mm. why it was changed and how it's still used today. Very fascinating. But one uh, one of the chapters was on, what do I want to call it? The seven deadly sin where you're eating too much. Gluttony. Uh, gluttony. Mm. And and she was quoting somebody about, you know, eating consciously. Like, I forget who she was quoting, but she was talking about, like, you know, having, I guess, a peach or mm-hmm. something and smelling the peach and holding the peach mm. and feeling the texture of the peach. And then, like, taking a bite of the peach and, like, savoring the juice and, like, mm-hmm. chewing on it, letting it kind of be in your mouth for a little while. I am not that kind of eater. I am a basically hoover vacuum of food where mm-hmm. I'm just like put it on the plate and I just I could be gone in 10 minutes and then I'm done right mm-hmm. and I don't really savor my meals even mm. though I like to eat really well yeah. like this is the irony right like there's some maybe some blood sugar management things to look at here <laughs> yes, as well. That, yeah. But it's so funny not to knock yeah. any bad pizza places or yeah. I don't know that they're bad but we were, I was talking with your sister today mm-hmm. or yesterday at the grocery store and there was some like gro- like pizza place there yeah. and she's like have we ever ordered little caesars and I was like I don't think I have and I was like mm-hmm. I don't remember ever ordering domino I don't remember ordering that kind of I know I ordered pizza you would order from um, Tony Maroney's. Oh yeah, we had like a go-to pizza place that was just like a little it neighborhood was a little joint. Pizza yeah, place. Ne- it was next to Blockbuster. So to be fair, oh, yes, it was like a combo situation. It was pizza night, but that's what we would do, or we would do the like make your own pizza, right, at home. And so this is not to say that I didn't buy junk food because there was mm-hmm. definitely those giant ring pops that were on the way out of the store and also other kinds of candies and junk food that we'd mm. buy at Blockbuster mm-hmm. that they have for all the little oh, kids yeah, to yeah, get. yeah, At the kid, lo- kid, the kid eyeball kid, level. Yes, yeah, when you're checking out. Oh, the baby bottle pops. <laughs> baby bottle pops were a hit. Yeah. Yeah. So... Not to say that I didn't buy crap for my kids, because uh, but it was it was hid it was shit that I would buy, thinking it wasn't that bad, like Ichiban oh. soup instead of top ramen. Now Ichiban oh, to you were me, buying the fancier because, version. No, yeah, the the like the 80, nice eighty nine cents uh-huh. pack of, of yes. top ramen uh-huh. or cup of noodles. Yeah, but it also had better flavor. Yeah. Oh, Ichiban slaps. <laughs> I was just thinking that the other day at Mitsuo. I was like, oh, man, I wish I could have that still. I wonder if I could just take the seasoning packet and do it with some rice noodles. You could. You could. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. hacking, food hacking. Yeah. So you can see where our head goes. Like this. I is also what- call this, like, I have a category of food that I enjoy that I call fancy trash. For example, like putting truffle salt on microwave popcorn is a great example of fancy trash. Mm. Another one that somebody introduced me to, which I have never put a name to but now it has a name is chips and cheese where you literally just lay out your tortilla chips and then sprinkle cheese just cheddar cheese on top and stick it under the broiler till the cheese melts yeah it's not nachos it's chips and cheese oh really nachos is nachos implies like us more more flavor variety really chips and cheese is like you have two things (laughs) available to you so you're going to put them together and eat them and then process the fact that you just ate an entire baking tray full of chips and cheese. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So- but it's a step above eating <laughs> the cheese unmelted with the tortilla chip. So fancy trash. Exactly. 
So I also want to, did we feel like we talked about that what? enough? Sep six? Is there anything else yeah. that you feel like you need to unpack around that? Because what I want to talk about is mm. what we've been talking about, like next steps for us and community and like what we've been talking about doing next. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Um, is it time to talk about that? I think I think we could start talking about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just try- sorry. I'm trying to process if we like went over all the things. Yeah. I feel like we did. I feel like we did talk about a good amount of stuff. Yeah. Just so you know, people have asked us, are you going to have guests? Can I be yeah. on? Can I? And yes, we are. Yeah. Once we get through talking to each other about each of these steps. Yeah. We are Until going to be 12. inviting other people we mm-hmm. know who have worked steps. Or who haven't. And or are who haven't. Go, like me going through this, right? Are steps curious. Yeah. People who, I mean, really just holding space for, to acknowledge people's everyday miracles. That's right. That's how I think of it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So, so people keep asking us about that. The answer is yes. Yes. We do want to chat with you. And multiple people have asked for some sort of workbook because mm-hmm. we will get sidetracked and talk about a tray full of chips and cheese <laughs> that have not anything to do uh-huh. with step six. So, yep. <laughs> so for my friends who need us to focus and want uh-huh. to focus and turn us off once we finish talking about the actual step and we go down the rabbit hole of whatever yeah. our thoughts the people who are hitting the 15 second (laughs) skip ahead button (laughs) we're working on it we're working on it so that has begun and we will have a workbook that will come to fruition it'll take a minute so be patient but we're working on that Mm -hmm. and we're also considering having a space to gather an in-person an in-person place like like meetings yes. see the thing is like i luckily live here in la mm-hmm. there's probably i don't know a thousand meetings a week i don't even know how many meetings but so many literally there if could, you're an addict or alcoholic i could go to any kind of meet for any kind of thing there's probably multiple of mm-hmm. them a day in my within five miles of where i live yep and every day yep and they're there, rain or shine, holidays, yep. everything. You, in this work mm-hmm. specific to this language, don't have that. Yes. So Correct. we're going to create a space where, and I've had friends who are in 12 Steps who mm-hmm. are like, I love the way that this language is written because it yeah. resonates better with who I am now. Mm. And they're like, can I come? And they're like, is it open to alcoholics? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's open to everybody, right? Yeah. So we will have a space. We don't know where. We will have a gathering. If you have ideas of where cozy places are. Uh-huh. That are, because we both have full-time jobs. Yeah. So that are somewhere My house is too in the small west for everybody to fit. side-ish of yeah. Los Angeles. It could be a place that already hosts meetings that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. It could be 
If you own a cafe and close at like four, but would be interested in like donating that space for people to have community. Or a patio that you could uh-huh. close off and we could And use. we're realtors, so we're really good at locking doors and turning <laughs> off the lights when we're done. We are really good at that and setting yes. alarms. We know how to do all of the yeah, yeah building protection services things. Um <laughs> So we are looking for space yep. where we could host mm-hmm. a gathering of yeah. like-minded people who really want to dig into this with us. Yeah, that's available like semi, you know, consistently. We're not sure what the cadence will be. Right. We could meet outdoors too. Like I don't hate the idea of going to Will Rogers or someplace like that. I think the beach is probably a little too windy and cold. Yeah. You can't always hear everybody on the sand. Right. But there are meetings on the sand, just FYI. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you have a place or you know a place mm-hmm. or if you can think of a place that seems like it would be cozy and not too cold and sterile, we want something that feels a little, feels good. Yeah. So if it feels good, if you could, what, are you, what Instagram? Email yeah. us. DM what? us on Insta. DM us on Insta. At 12 Steps for Everyone. Or you could email us at. Then it's the, that email is a little bit more challenging. It the is. email is number 12 steps number four everyone at gmail.com. Right. Yep. So 12 Steps for Everyone with numerical 12 yeah. and 4. Or if you know us personally, you can text us. <laughs> Or call us. Yes. We are not giving that out. But yeah, we have to have a little boundary in our life. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to do that probably sometime this summer. This summer. Yeah. And hope to see some of you there. I think it would be really awesome to yeah. be able to get together. With people, and then we can figure out because I know that meetings mm-hmm. do do hybrid versions of stuff. Yeah, we shared last time there is a way for us to see like where in the world, like where where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Mm-hmm. I'm just dating. Is that right? that was your your? Wasn't that a thing that yeah? You, yeah, that was a game. It was a game. We can see that there's people in different places other than Los Angeles. We have no idea. We want you to come too. Yeah, we would love it. But, you know, we realize that's really far. And so we could figure out a way to digitally get you into the room. I'm sure there's people who have the technology to figure out how to do hybrid. I'll just ask for help and we'll Mm -hmm. get it. So I think that's that's about it. I mean, I'm... I'm, I feel good about sharing what we shared. Yeah. Step six, I think, you know, step six, again, is think of it as a long game. It's not, yeah. it's not a, oh, I just said this prayer and I, I'm ready to have like this yeah. taken away. It is vigilant and And you don't present. need to fix it all at, all at once no. either. I'm no. like, yeah. Because some things I'm not willing to give up. Right. Some things I'm not, I still serve me. Mm -hmm. Right. Some, my sense of humor and that stuff is serves me and serves some of the people that, you know, if I was not acting in that way, I would act in probably ways that aren't really as kind or as 
prone to having relationships with right. humans. <laughs> right. We're doing our best. And then when when our current ceiling becomes our floor, then you just keep moving up. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. and the thing is, at the end of the day, too, we're we're just humans, right? We're yeah. like we're gonna just fuck it up sometimes, and that's just how it goes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things I tell women when I first start sponsoring them, like, I need you to know, and I need you to hear me loud and clear. I am going to let you down. Mm-hmm. I may give you bad advice. I may let you down. I may make you angry or, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am going to let you down. And, you know, and knowing that Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, and I'm going to let you down. And here's a whole stable of all my friends Mm -hmm. who are available and know the same stuff that I do. Right. And you could like, there's, there's a lot of people here who can help. Yeah. So. Anyway, did you drink any water today? I did. I drank that water? almost this whole cup of water. That does not look like it's water. water with chlorophyll in it, your favorite. Ugh, that's a lot of chlorophyll. That looks like black water. It's green. Oh, okay. I was feeling like I needed more. Green? Yeah, because we, yeah. Because we had, had bacon had for like, breakfast. Yeah, and, and then we had Mexican Indian food. Indian food and Mexican food <laughs> so, and Southern food. So my, so we're... <laughs> Her sister, my daughter, lives in uh, Hawaii, and she doesn't have access to all of the different kinds of foods that we have here in L.A. And so when she comes home, we're on a food festival journey Mm -hmm. uh, to hit all of the favorite places. And it's birthday week. And it's birthday week. treats and whatever. There was cake. There was meringue. There was... Illida meringue. There was whipped cream. Right? Meringue. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, shout out to Hatchet Hall. If you yeah. haven't been there, delicious. So yum. And uh, thank you for making our delicious birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I love you. Happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Bitter. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Crone episode yeah. of Emergency Protocol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Me and my withering corpse. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to try to meet with a therapist next week. All right. With a new therapist, which, again, like, you know, we we didn't really actually go into this at all. But okay. I feel like there is pr- definitely pressure on me that I'm making up to complete, quote unquote, complete the steps on a certain timeline so that we have stuff to talk about for this podcast. And so I can continue progressing. And the reality is, like, sometimes it takes a little bit longer than you want it to, right? My current, my old therapist, who I really love working with, her schedule doesn't line up with my schedule right now. Right. So now I have to go back to square one of, okay, I have to research therapists, right? I have to start with the referral. And then, like, there's just all these steps that go into it. And right. it can be exhausting. It is a lot. To go back to the beginning. Especially when you're doing all this other stuff already. Yeah. 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 And but it's good though. We've got a starting place. Yeah. We're going to see how it goes. I have a great referral from my old therapist. Right. I feel really good about it. And again, like I at this point I have I have had several different helpers in this area of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I've had psychiatrists and therapists both and 
if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit and I'll move right. along. I don't feel obligated to stay and neither should you in your therapy journey if you're on that path. Awesome. Yeah. Also, I don't want you to feel like you have to finish the steps. Like the the, the thing is like I went to workshops for like years where we'd go for to my these whole little, life. Yeah. Not where I, I would do the workshops, but I would also go to step studies like right. every week when I was new. I didn't mean I was on that step. I was just listening and trying to figure out like, oh, well, that's coming up. And, mm -hmm. and you can start working some of this stuff before you've done four and five. It's totally. just easier to recognize the stuff or the pattern after yeah. you've done that. But you don't have, there's no timeline, there's no right. race, and there is definitely no finish. So, like, yeah. you got to let that one go, all, let it all the way go. Yeah. Or just what I learned from one of the ladies over the weekend mm -hmm. was let it be. Mm. And I kind of liked the let it be mm. idea because it seemed a little... Like it's not it's gentler mine, it's than not letting mine it go. to let go. Mm. It's just going to let that thing be mm -hmm. where it is. That's not mine to to take. So yeah. Cool. All right. Thank well, you. you're a fucking miracle. You're a miracle. And drink some water. Yep. Thank you for listening to us. Yes. Again, thank you. whoever you are, wherever you are. Give us feedback. Are we rambling too much? Yeah. Are we... Are we not loud enough? Are we too loud? Are we not focused? Are our stories stupid? <laughs> oh, they are done. Don't. don't tell us that. No, no, tell us that. <laughs> tell us that lovingly. In a, with love in your heart. Gently. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because we're going to keep doing this. We are. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it. All right. Have a lovely week. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks. Yep. And, uh, Episode 10. Hmm. Can't believe it. We're doing the thing. We're doing the wow. thing. Go us. All right. Bye. We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at 12 Steps for Everyone. That's at the number 12 Steps for Everyone. Please like and follow us. You can also send us topics you want us to dig into or follow up questions from each episode. And if you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from our conversations, please feel free to share this with them. All are welcome here. <laughs>